Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 4th. Today we are going to continue in the story of Noah and we're going to continue on into Genesis chapter 8 as we see that the Lord is going to make a covenant with his people. Starting in verse 9, it says, And behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. Now, the word covenant is a word that we use often in the church, and it's a word that I feel like I wish we understood the meaning and the power of a little more frequently. We're used to defining a covenant as a two-way promise, right? God sets these bounds and he makes some promises to us and we make some promises to him and that's a covenant. And while that's true, I feel like it simplifies and also leaves out the power of what a covenant is and what it can do for us. The children of Israel were called the Lord's covenant people, not because they were a two-way promise people. They were his covenant people because they had a special relationship with him. By entering into that covenant, by agreeing to the Lord's terms and saying that they would live a certain way, all of a sudden they enter into this very special relationship with the Lord where they are able to know him and he is able to know and to bless them. Here, after the flood, God covenants with Noah and with every living creature on the earth and he makes a token of that covenant, something that they could see and remember and that token was the rainbow. One of my favorite hymns is Come Thou Fount. And one of my favorite lines from that hymn is, Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it for thy courts above. My friends, we seal our hearts to the Lord through covenants. It's by making those covenants and keeping those covenants that we draw closer to the Lord and he is able to raise us up, to seal us with him, so that we gain power to return to him again someday. Several years back, Elder Christofferson gave a talk about the power of covenants, and I'm going to play a portion of that talk for you now. What is the source of such moral and spiritual power, and how do we obtain it? The source is God. Our access to that power is through our covenants with him. A covenant is an agreement between God and man, an accord whose terms are set by God. In these divine agreements, God binds himself to sustain, sanctify, and exalt us in return for our commitment to serve him and keep his commandments. We enter into covenants by priesthood ordinances, sacred rituals that God has ordained for us to manifest our commitment. Our foundational covenant, for example, the one in which we pledge our willingness to take upon us the name of Christ, is confirmed by the ordinance of baptism. It is done individually, by name. By this ordinance we become part of the covenant people of the Lord and heirs of the celestial kingdom of God. 
Other sacred ordinances are performed in temples built for that very purpose. If we are faithful to these covenants made there, we become inheritors not only of the celestial kingdom, but of exaltation, the highest glory within the heavenly kingdom, and we obtain all the divine possibilities God can give. The scriptures speak of the new and everlasting covenant. The new and everlasting covenant is the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, the doctrines and commandments of the gospel constitute the substance of an everlasting covenant between God and man that is newly restored in each dispensation. If we were to state the new and everlasting covenant in one sentence, it would be this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What is it about making and keeping covenants with God that gives us the power to smile through hardships, to convert tribulation into triumph, to be anxiously engaged in a good cause and bring to pass much righteousness? First, as we walk in obedience to the principles and commandments of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we enjoy a continual flow of blessings promised by God in His covenant with us. Those blessings provide the resources we need to act rather than simply be acted upon as we go through life. In the covenant path, we find a steady supply of gifts and help. Charity never faileth. Love begets love. Compassion begets compassion. Virtue begets virtue. Commitment begets loyalty, and service begets joy. We are part of a covenant people, a community of saints who encourage, sustain, and minister to one another. As Nephi explained, And if it so be that the children of men keep the commandments of God, he doth nourish them and strengthen them. All this is not to say that life in the covenant is free of challenge or that the obedient soul should be surprised if disappointments or even disasters interrupt his peace. If you feel that personal righteousness should preclude all loss and suffering, you might want to have a chat with Job. This brings us to a second way in which our covenants supply strength. They produce the faith necessary to persevere and to do all things that are expedient in the Lord. Our willingness to take upon us the name of Christ and keep His commandments requires a degree of faith. But as we honor our covenants, that faith expands. In the first place, the promised fruits of obedience become evident, which confirms our faith. Secondly, the Spirit communicates God's pleasure, and we feel secure in His continued blessing and help. And thirdly, come what may, we can face life with hope and equanimity, knowing that we will succeed in the end because we have God's promise to us individually by name, and we know He cannot lie. We have considered, first, the empowering blessings, and second, the endowment of faith that God grants to those who keep their covenants with Him. A final aspect of strength through covenants that I will mention is the bestowal of divine power. Our covenant commitment to Him will permit our Heavenly Father to let His divine influence, the power of godliness, flow into our lives. 
He can do that because by our participation in priesthood ordinances, we exercise our agency and elect to receive it. Our participation in those ordinances also demonstrates that we are prepared to accept the additional responsibility that comes with added light and spiritual power. My friends, the purpose of these covenants, both ancient and new, are to bless, to strengthen, and to protect us as God's children. I love what it says in verse 16 of Genesis chapter 8 when it says, And the bow shall be in that cloud, and I will look upon it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature. I love that God set that bow in the heaven so that he could look upon it, so that our salvation and our covenants could be continually before him. In the book of Isaiah, the Lord says that the walls of our salvation are continuously before him. All that they do, all that they are, all that they think about and preoccupy themselves with is our salvation, our power, our blessings. That is their work and that is their glory. And I testify that covenants are the means which they have established to carry out that work and glory. All that they do, all that they are is for us and is done out of their great and divine love for us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.